Okay, good morning. Today's daf is daf Dalad, Baba Kama. And we'll go from the, uh, well, two-thirds of the way down, daf Gimel Amud Beis, Mahi, Mave, what is Mave? Um, just before we get there, just on Chatzinezek um, Tsroros. So that was, we again, remember we started off one of the first questions of the Gemara, the first question was, are the tolders of the Avos the same as the Avos? Are you equally responsible for the Toida and the Av? And we came out that, yes, all tolders of the Av are the same, except for Regal. Chatsi, Nezek, Troiros, that you pay half damages for Troiros. Um, and Rosh says, oh, what? so what is Chatzinez? That's when an animal's walking along and it stands on a pebble which shoots out and goes and causes damage. So the question is, so the Rosh points out firstly that by the fact that it's told to deregal, we know you pay money. That's not such a novel point that the Gemara brings out. He says, what's the novel point is that you only pay half. And uh, part of the teaching, I think, of the Rosh is that whenever you have a Halach Sinai, it's generally coming to almost go lenient. You can check whether this rule applies throughout Shas. But when you have a halach la so here it's coming to say instead of paying full damages, you pay half damages. Um, and you can think about whenever you see that. Um, interesting. Then, just another point he points out, he says, why... He said, according to, well, we had a Mahlokes, Rav Papa said it's coming to teach Chatin as Estroyros, Rav said that's not so clear, Rav wasn't so clear, and therefore he says, why is it called a Tolda de Regal? Because you potter in Rishus Harabim. Sorry, Meshale Min Aliyah. Rav Papa said then, Sorry, Rav Papa said, so why is it called uh, Tolda of Regal? Because you pay Minalia. We said that's from the excess. Generally with Chatzinezek, you owe it up to the value of the ox that calls. Unlike this Tolda de Regal. Rav wasn't too clear on that, so he said, well then... When you pay half damages, generally you only pay up to the value of the animal that damages. That's called Mikufa. It's called Aliyah from Texas. You have to go home and uh, sell some of your, well, if you have cash, you like it, you have to go and sell some of your property to pay for it. Um, so then, according to Robert, was to exempt you from Rishus Harabim. And they explain why you exempt from Rishus Harabim by Regal. So this is where the Ran comes along and says, because Hezei Komatsu, you part to. It's normal for the animal to be walking along the street in the Rishas Harabim. And therefore you can't hold him liable. That's normal and that's to be expected. And therefore don't leave your bag. Don't leave your fancy vase in the middle of the road. So that's why you potter. But Rosh asks on that. He says, but what do you mean? The Torah is, what did the potter we read yesterday? He says, And it goes and grazes in someone else's field. It's a drosha. Why does the run come along and explain, give a reason when it's a drosha? Again, okay, Acher means it goes and tramples in another person's field, in another person's property, excluding Rosh Hashanah. So Rosh Hashanah, why does the run say that? Okay, obviously there's a lot more to discuss on each of these, but let's go on. So the one asked, my Mave, the Mishnah said, there are four Avos Mazikin, and one of them was Mave. So Rav, Oma Mave Zeh Odom, Ushmul, Oma Mave Zeh Rav says, Mave is Odom, I if a person damages, and Shmuel says, Mave is tooth. 
Rav Omar Mabeze Adam Tirsiv. Rav says we learn it from the following pasuk. Omar Shoimer, the God says, Aishem Asaboike the Gamlaila. Morning will come and so will night come. Into Vuyun Bayo. If you seek, seek it. I and they say that's an allusion to Davin to Hashem. And very interesting art scroll bring from uh, Rav Desli in the beginning of the Siddur in the introduction. It says here, as a synonym for human being, the Mishnah, the Mishnah in the beginning of Babakama uses the name Mave, an unfamiliar word that the Talmud derives from the root Bo'o, to pray. In other words, the Talmud defines man as the creature that prays. That prays. Furthermore, the Talmud teaches that even Nefesh is synonymous with prayer. The life-sustaining soul is synonymous with prayer. Strange, such definitions appear fitting for intensely spiritual observant people. What of someone whose observance is casual or a non-believer? So the Talmud's teaching applies even to such people. How then is prayer so central in their lives? So he says, what is man but his soul? For his soul and his intelligence are what make him man rather than simply a higher order of beast. And what is man's soul but his innermost longings? And whatever matters to him, whatever matters to him most. Um, okay, and he carries on. A, it carries on a bit longer, but that's the discussion. Is that uh, here we see the Mishnah's guiding us to how Chazal view man, almost at his essence. If you get really to his core, it's a something that davens to Hashem. And that's all people. Okay, so that's rough from this possibility. Where does Shmuel get that Mave is shame from? As it's written, Esav has been ransacked, and its hidden treasures have been exposed. Says, My Mashma, what do we see there? Anything connected to tooth? Says, Kedmatar game Rav Yosef, as Rav Yosef translated, Ikin Ispilish Esav, Iskalin Mitmorohi. How Asaph has been ransacked, what his all his treasures or what was hidden has become revealed. Now remember we saw what's another word for shame? Galal. Um, and therefore, why is that? Because it's sometimes because it becomes revealed. When the lips move back, then you see the teeth. So that's Itkilin Mitmurahai, and we see this word um, Nivu as referencing shame. So that's why Mave and Niv are very similar. Rav says no, Mave and Boy are very similar. That's why they arrive at the, at the opinion. So the Gemara asks, he says, Rav, my time in Omar, Kishmuel. Why does Rav not learn like Shmuel? Omar, I, Shmuel had a good pasuk. He says, no, me, Omar, Rav will tell you, me, Katani, Nive. Does it say never I something that becomes exposed? I, that would be the tooth. The tooth becomes exposed, as opposed to mother, which implies exposes, goes out and exposes something. So Rav says you can't learn it from um, from the pasuk of nivu by Asaf, Ushmu being destroyed. Ushmu my Rav. Why does Shmu not learn like Rav? So Amar he will tell you mikatani. Boe, does it teach a seeker? I. What does the Mishnah say? Mave. 
So therefore, neither Rav's happy with the way Shmuel interprets it, neither is Shmuel happy with the way Rav interprets it, but what do we see? Neither are actually such good psukim. Shmuel doesn't know like Rav because it doesn't say, the Mishnah doesn't say boy, and Rav doesn't know like Shmuel because the Mishnah doesn't say neither. So they're both good questions. So then he says, Okay, so you can't work it out from the psukim. Now the psukim is more, is, the psukim are not more much more like one over the other. So it's actually going to be logic, and as we're going to see through the sukya, it's, they learn the word, well, they learn mother is referring to one of them. It's going to affect how they learn the word shor. And, it's, and you're going to have to explain, remember the Mishnah unfolds according to how they explain it. Because remember the Mishnah starts, Lo harea shor karea mabe. That's right, what I keep on saying to you. Lo harea shor karea mabe. What's shor referring to? What's mabe referring to? That you say the nature of this one is not like the nature of that one. And then we go a bit further and the common denominator. So we're going to have to fit that with each opinion. How We're going to have to see how they're learning the Mishnah. So, again, so Rab the psukim don't tell us either way. So Rab my time in Oma Kashmu, why does Rab not learn like Shmuel? He says, Tana Shor, the whole nili de Shor. When the Mishnah teaches Shor, it means all aspects of Shor. Shor is a little bit generic because we've already seen how many types of damages does an ox do? So if you want a mm. quick cheat, you look at the, um, look at my sheet to the first page, Arba Avaz Nazikin. How many did you say, Dennis? Karen, Shane, and Regal. So what's sure of it? So Rav says, when it says sure, it's referring to all of them. And therefore, later on in the Mishnah, where it says Maveh, it must be the last option is Adam. Again, we're assuming at the moment Maveh must either mean Adam or Shane. That's a man who damages. If you, as opposed to your property. Again, remember an ox, a pit, a fire, etc. All your property, something of yours causing damage. Adam Amazik is when you yourself cause damage. Um, That's what we mean by Adam. So again, so Mabe means either Shane or Adam. Rab says Shor means all aspects of Shor, and therefore Mabe must mean Adam. Shmuel Nami Hotanele Shor. Oh, but according to Shmuel, it also says Shor. So Omar of Yehuda Tana Shor Lekarno Umabe Leshaino. Rav Yehuda says, again answering for Shmuel, that when the Mishnah says Shor, that's referring to Keren. Which one's Keren? Goring. Remember what's the Yo'umave, Lesheno, and when it says Mave, that's regarding Shane. Just before we go further, we saw what's the key characteristic of, we're actually going to say it backwards now, but what did we say was the key characteristics of Keren? Is the animal is acting maliciously. And what's the key characteristic of shame? It's acting for its benefit. It sees delicious food, so it eats it because it's yummy. It's got an itchy back, so it scratches itself on uh, on a wall and knocks it over. So it's for its hanor. Um, that's the key fact of shame. So now the Gemara asks, okay. So according to Shmuel, we're saying Shor is Karen and Mav is Oram. Vahachi Kamer, and this is what the Mishnah is saying. Lorei ha-Karen, she'ein hanole hezeika, karei ha-Shem, she'yesh hanole hezeika. The nature of Karen, where there is no hanole hezeika, is not like the nature of Shem, which 
has Hanato, it's damaged. What does that mean? So Toysus explain it the, the easiest. Um, Karen has no Hanato, it's damaged. So it's easier to watch. When an animal sees food, it has a driving motivation to eat it. And therefore it's harder to watch. However, when it's there, so, so Karen, so which one should you be more liable for? The one that's easier to watch, but you didn't, or the one that's harder to watch, but you didn't? Obviously the one that's easier to watch, because that's more negligent. You could have just uh, done a simple thing, and your animal wouldn't have gone and eat, and got and gored another animal, or another person, and you didn't. So therefore, you chayev. That's what it means. Again, let's just see that inside quickly. Karen is where there's no hanolezeka, does not have the same nature of shame. So just because you would be liable by Karen, we wouldn't know from the psukim that you're liable for shame. Um, and then the Torah, the, uh, the, the Gomorrah there at the top of Naphtali says, Valoria Shange, ain't come on on and the nature of shame where there's no intent to damage is not like the nature of Karen where there is intent to damage. This is basically saying the other way around. But he says, but maybe but the, when an animal is feeling angry and uh, malicious, it's much harder to guard. So which one should you be liable for? Shame. So shame is, so make just, if the Torah would have just said shame, I would not have been able to learn out caring from it because there's more reason to say liable for shame. Um, that's how Tosus learns. It's a little bit tricky. So firstly, at the moment we're learning Shane and Kare, uh, Shane and Ka- we're learning Hanolezeka and Kavonosolazik firstly as a reason to exempt you. Uh, your animal which had Karen which was vicious is a reason you should be exempt because it's harder to watch. Again, we're going to see the opposite. Once it's hard, again, the Torah is going to most likely, if the Torah says you only have in one of them, Shane or Karen, it's going to tell you you most likely have in the one that is hard, in the one that's easier to watch because you're more negligent. But again, either way, let's just let's just carry on because there's a lot to discuss in these forests. Why would you think one or the other, etc. But wait, isn't it a kavachomer? If you're not, if you're liable for shame, where the animal has no intent to damage, then you should definitely. How much more so you should be liable for Karen where there is intent to damage? I again. There's more reason you should watch your animal when it has come on a So Shane is doing it for his own benefit. The animal, yeah. So he's not trying to, to damage something. He's just hungry or... Yeah. So, yeah. But Karen, Karen is where it's, it's uh, trying to cause harm, yeah. Wants to harm so, um, so let the Torah just write Shane, where you're not, where there's no intent for damages. And then how much more so you would be high for Karen where there is intent for damages. Why? Because again, if your animal is, let's call it, likely to cause damage, 
you more responsible from the aspect of you should have watched it. Yeah. If your animals un- so so it's interesting here we're switching around what this is one of the underlying questions they ask is why are you liable? You're liable mainly because your property caused damage or mainly because you were supposed to watch your property and you didn't. So the second version is more you were, you should have watched your animal. If you know your animal is going to cause damage, there's a greater responsibility on you to watch it. That's only on the third time, I think, isn't it? No, no, always. Well, we'll come to that, but always. You, if you know your animal, if your animal could get cause damage, if there's a reason your animal would, you've got to be more responsible for it. You don't have to watch your tortoise because it's unlikely to run out and, I don't know, chew the, the, the mailman's uh, tires. But your dog you have to watch because it's likely to run out and chew his tires. You know, that, that's, that, that's, the, that's what we're changing. In the previous piece, we thought Kavod Salahazik was a reason to go lenient. Now we say, no, you've actually have, if, your, if you know your animals, could has a tendency to do so. You've got to be more responsible for it. Yeah, that will come up a bit later. But yeah, you've got to be more careful with an animal, and therefore it's a liable. It's a reason to say liable. So if you're not liable by shame, sorry, if the Torah says you're liable by shame, where there's no kavodos lahazik, how much more so you should be liable to care it? So the guy says, says no, itrich. You need it. It is similar to a case of Eved Hazik By your slave or maid servant, even if they have intent to damage, nevertheless, they exempt. You might say the same thing here. There's no difference. I, just as if you own a slave and it goes and causes damage, you're exempt. Even though that's intent to damage. So to Karen, your animal has intent to damage, you're exempt. I saw the Torah, therefore, even though the Torah ain't chain, it still needs to write Karen. So Omar Ravashi, Ravashi says, you can't, basically, you can't compare these two cases. He says, There's a very good, strong reason why, the, why you exempt from Eved Va'ama. Why? Shema Yakni Teno Rabba, his master might anger him. And he goes and sets the master's spill, uh, haystack a lot. And he can hold the master hostage by making him liable to pay a hundred money every single day. Again, there's no comparison between why that why you should be exempt for your ebed or ama causing damage to why you to why you should be damaged by your animal because again there's a very good reason. Imagine if a person's slave got upset with him, he could just go and da- damage property and then the master's liable to replace it. You can imagine how that a slave can basically tell the master that he can do what he wants because if he doesn't he'll go cause damage. So therefore, we have a very good reason why, even though there's Kavona Salahazik, the master should be potter there for his slave property, unlike by the animal. So where we back with our, I'll come back to that uh, shortly, but where we holding, so we back to our original question. That why doesn't the Torah just say shame, and I would know Karen from a Kavachomer? So Elo Parechachi, no. Uh, the the qu- Mishnah's question is as follows. The nature of Karen, who has intent to damage, is not the same as Shane, which does not have intent to damage. And the nature of Shane, which has intent to, for benefit, 
sorry, which has benefit from its damage, which, like the nature of Kered, where there is no Hanole Hezeika. So, um, you can't learn, uh, you know, here's where it really switch, clearly has switched them around and said, you can't learn the one from the other because you can't learn Kerin from Shane because Shane's Hanole Hezeika. And you can't learn, which is more of a reason to make him liable, and you can't learn Shane from Karen because Karen is Kawano Loza Hazik. So that's very good. We understand Lori Lori Ashor, Kare Amave, Lori Amave, Kare Ashor. Just interesting on Evet for Amma. This that a master is exempt from his Evet and Amma, is that the Rice or Midrabonan? It sounds like it's Midrabonan just because it's practical. Yeah. And that's our summary showing him learn, but the Rambam actually learns a story. So. Okay, I was hoping to have a bit more time, but I see um, we're uh, falling. So let's uh, let, let's go on. But that's just an interesting question that the Rambam seems to learn that story. So. Okay, so back where we were. So how are we holding according to Shmuel so far? Shor is Karen and Mave is shame. So what's of what's of next obvious question? The regal, my Sharia. Why does the Mishnah leave out regal? No, when the Mishnah says, and anything that damages, he's liable for the damage, that's to include Karen. Why not list Karen explicitly? You've got Shor teaching me um, Karen, you've got Mabe teaching me Shane, and we've got Karen hidden in an extra clause in the Mishnah. Why not teach it explicitly? Karen, I would imagine Karen is completely accidental. Where you can't have an animal that often stands on pebbles. No, that's well, regal. I mean, no, regal. Uh, in a in a way, it's accidental, but you got to expect that your animal's going to walk around yeah. and it's going to stand on things. Yeah, it's going to expect your um, your animal to always charge. Yeah. So well, so so from that aspect, that. Uh, um, regal is has a komatsu. That's what they refer to it as. It's, it's common. It just goes along. Yeah, but Karen also, you're a little bit scared when you're walking in a field and you see an ox, aren't you? Huh? Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. A bull. Because it's a bit of a vicious. Well, it's, yeah, sure is a bull. I don't think it's literally. Uh, I don't think we're distinguishing between an ox or a bull. Yeah. It's a little bit vicious. You're a little bit scared. So it's in the fa- we'll see it's a little bit on the border. Unless yeah, uh, okay. that's a distinct uh, bull that lasts okay. I don't know. Um, Elom, we'll see, yeah, we'll see more on uh, bulls later. Elom, So rather, Rava explained Shmuel as Shor is for Regal and Mave is Shame. And this is how you understand the Mishnah. Lore, Regal, the nature of regal, which is common damage, is not the same as shame, which is not. Like the nature of regal, where there is no lohanolazeka. The keren my shaira. Oh, so why does it leave out keren? Because When the Mishnah adds in the phrase, any da- any time it causes damage, the Owner is liable for the damage, that's to include Karen. Why not list it explicitly? You've got Shore explicitly telling me Regal, you've got Mave explicitly telling me 
shame, why not teach caring explicitly? So he says, no. We're dealing with damages that you might from the first time. We're not dealing with damages that start off at Tamim and end up being Muadin. Okay? So that's now we have a we have a good chat in the Mishnah. We have Shane and Regal included in well Mave and Shor. And we have Karen hidden in the Mishnah. Why is Karen taught differently? Because the first time your ox calls you like this is what you said earlier, Gavin, you're only liable to half damages. Unlike Regal, Shor, Bor, Mave, and Hever, you're liable full damages first time. So that's why it hides Karen, because it's not the same as the rest of the Mishnah. Now the Gemara is going to back with Shmuel, my time at Omakarab. Okay, but why? That's all very... Uh, we've got a good explanation of why Shmuel works, but why does Shmuel not learn like Rav? So Omar Lecho, he will tell you. If you're going to tell... If you think that Mave means Odom, that's taught later on in the Mishnah. Why this is on that Tezvob? It says, sure, it's listing the five Mu'adib. Five times you pay full damages, etc. Shor ha-mu'ad, v'shor ha-mazik, b'rishus ha-nizak, v'odom. Shor mu'ad, an ox that is a tam that damages in private property, that we'll see is Rebbe Tarfon's opinion, that if your ox that's a tam goes and gores in someone else's property, you liable, even though it's a time full damages, and a person. So Odom is taught later on. That's why it doesn't have to teach Odom in our Mishnah. That's why Mave can't be Odom. I'm a listening Barashah, so why not add Odom to the first Mishnah? What's the difference between Odom and all the others? I think you were heading in the right line earlier. You said, what's Mave? What do you mean by Odom? He says, no. We're dealing with where your property damages, where your property damages, and we're not dealing where a person himself damages. So that's the logic why Adam is left till later on. Adam Amazik. But according to Rav, doesn't it teach Adam in the Sefer? I, why does Rav teach it in the first Mishnah when it's going to mention it later on? He says, no. It's only taught there, by the way, because it wants to list all the muads, all the times you'll pay, pay full damages. Well, obviously, it's always to get you to try work out the principles. Why is this here? Why is it not here? Etc. But again, so Adam, it has to mention Adam as one of the Abbas. And this that it teaches Oram later on is just by the way. It says, Umay lo So then how do you understand the lo Because what's it? The nature of ox, Karen, Chain, and Regal is not like the nature of Odom. So he says, Umay lo says, Hachi The nature of ox, where you would pay koifer, like the nature of man, where you do not pay koifer. What's koifer? Koifer is if your ox kills, you have to pay a redemption amount. It discusses later on how you calculate the koifer, but you have to pay a redemption amount. So that redemption amount is uh, only if an ox kills, but not if a man kills. 
If a man kills, that's on purpose. We're discussing an ox which has intent to kill, yeah, or, by, or even by mistake, a man, or all by mistake, a man will be put to death, or he'll get goddess. You'll never have to pay koifer. It's interesting though. Don't those sound? Mistake is different because it goes to the goddess. Okay, but either way, he doesn't get koifer. Um, so look at Tosos' question. Tosos Divra Maskil Kerei. says, This that man doesn't pay koifer, this that if a person kills someone, he doesn't pay koifer, is not a stringency. Oh, sorry. Doesn't mean that an ox... We're saying an ox is stricter. If the Torah says you're liable when your ox damages because it pays koifer... You can't learn out that an autumn pays because it can't, because it does by koifer. Why is that strict? It's just mukum lei, but the rabbi It's because of the principle of kim lei, but You're liable for the larger punishment. Man's getting the worst punishment over koifer. So if anything, this that the owner of an animal which kills pays koifer is a leniency. So vatirates, and he answers no. The shoygeg nami potur. Because shoigeg, you also exempt. This is interesting, Allah, but once you have the principle of kim that if a person kills, is exempt, even if he kills in a way that he's not going to be put to death, that he's not going to get the worst punishment, he still is exempt from the other punishment. So, that's, so to shoigeg, because if you, if the person kills by mistake, he's also exempt. Whereas if your animal kills by mistake, you're liable to koifer. So koifer in a way is stricter. Okay, let's not do the Ree's answer, but the Ree says it's not a question at all and he explains why. But let's carry on. So um, I lost the place. Sorry, listen. Okay. Um, and you can't learn the nature of, of a person who is liable in four things when he injures another person, like the nature of an ox, which is not liable to four things. If a person injures another person, remember he's, he's chayv too. Well, they're actually five payments, but nezek is the same. Nezek, tsar, boishes, ripuy, and sheves. That's not the right order, but pain, embarrassment, medical expenses, and loss of income. And loss of income. Yeah, yeah. So you're liable to all those four things. Um, where, so therefore, if the Torah would have written Odom, you li- a, a person's liable, you'd say, okay, but maybe you're not liable if your ox causes damage. So therefore, you could. So therefore, the Torah had to write both of them. Now we go on to the next point of the Mishnah. Basically, the next few questions are going to be pulling out points from the Mishnah to see how would Rav learn them. It's a question of Rav. How does Rav explain? The common denominator, again, between Shor and Adam is it's their way to damage. Is it the way of an ox to damage? Obviously, we're discussing even caring. Is it the way of an ox to... Again, because Regal is Hazeka Motsui. So that's fine. But is it the way of an ox to go maliciously? It says, B'mu'ad. We're dealing with a mu'ad. Or mu'ad darkala hazik. Is the way of a mu'ad to cause damage? Yes, the mu'ad is. Ah, oh, so that's an obvious question. You, you, yes, a mu'ad is. So he says, 
So what's the question? Isn't it obvious? No, the question is, it's still not, it's still not at its nature to go and gore. An ox, it, this is an ox that you have to be more, caref- more careful of, because it's gored a few times. But it's not the nature of an ox to be a gorer. So therefore, this question still stands. So Gemara answers, no, given to ayat urchahu. Once you've been warned, we consider it natural for it. Okay, now again we ask on. So that's why we said, so, fine. So Karen, Shane, and Regal, Darkala Hazik, that's fine. Adam, Darkala Hazik, are you going to tell me it's natural for a person to damage? Says Biyoshan, we're dealing with a sleeping person. Says Yoshan, Darkala Hazik, to sleeping people always cause damage. Kibain, the Kayev, Upashat, Urchahu. No, since it bends and it straightens, it is normal for it. Now there's an interesting Machloikes. Uh, Toysus and Rambam, how far do we say a person, uh, Ramban, how far do we say a person is liable for when he's asleep? So obviously, if you go to sleep and you see something next to you that could get damaged, and you end up rolling over and knocking, you're definitely liable. That's this. Adam is liable. It's normal for him to move around when he's sleeping, which would make it normally for him to knock or damage anything around him when he's sleeping. What happens if when he's asleep, someone comes and puts something next to him? So according to Taisus, that's that's complete oines, you're exempt. Whereas according to the Ramban, you're actually still liable. You're liable for damage on that. Let me just wait, there was a spot in nothing. My mind's gone blank at this far. The logic behind the Ramban. I don't know. Ramban is more esoteric, so he's probably thinking, uh, no. well, not like that. Uh, you don't have to think like that. Um, you know where I'm coming from, that. Yeah, I'm just you trying to. So I'm not. Yeah, the Ramban, the, the Swara behind the Ramban has eluded me. Um, Okay, I'll have to check it up. It's 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 the Mishnah says you're responsible to watch it. What do you mean its guarding is on you? If it's talking about Adam, it should say your his guarding is on him. It sounds like there's an external force, an external supervisor responsible for your damage, which by Adam is not true. So Karna says, what about Karna's version of the Brisa? Arba Avos Nazikin, there are four damages for Adam Echod Mayhem, and Karna had Adam explicitly. Adam Shmiros Gufa Alavu, which Adam's guarding is on him. So again, um, Karna had a different collection of, let's call them Mishnayos. And he's taught Adam explicitly, and he still had this phrase, so it's a question on him as well. So he says, So how would Elak to Omar lay Rabbi Avo Latana? It must be how Rabbi Avo explained the Tana, the person who was teaching this price of this uh, teaching of Karna. Tanei Adam Shmirat Gufa Allah. 
When you're teaching in regarding a person, you have to teach it as his guarding is on him. Achanami, so well then so for so too we can answer our mission in the same way. Tani Adam Shmiras Gufa Olaf, his guarding is on him. So you're right. When we're discussing property, we say its guarding is on you. When we're discussing Adamazik, his body, his watching is on himself. He has to make sure that he doesn't damage. Okay, Mat Kiflo Rav Mori. Rav Mori, Rav Mori challenged this. He says, Why don't we say Mave is Mayim? Up to you. Assume that Mave must be Shane or uh, Odom or Shane. Why can't it be Mave? Until Siv, as it's written, as the fire causes things to melt and the water bubbles by the fire. So, so we see that Tive can refer to Mayim. It says, It doesn't say that the water bubbles. Tive it says the. Yeah. It says, but it says no. Tiva ish fire bubbles. Tiva ish ksiv. So it's not going on the water. This word tivu is not going on water. It's going on ish. It's going on fire. Who says the water? Who says this? Rav challenge says, why don't you say it's water from the posuk? And then the Gemara answers, no, because there where it says the word tivo, similar to mave, it's going on the fire, not the water. So he says, Rav Zvid, Rav Zvid challenges us. He says, Okay, well then why don't you say Mave is Aish? Maybe it's not Shor or, oh, sorry, maybe it's not Odom or Shane, maybe it's Aish. He says, Then what are you referring to when you say Mave and Hever? Didn't we say Mave is something and Hever is Aish? Says Vachitame Perish Komofrish. Maybe you'll say it's explaining it. It's saying Vahamave, which is Hever, which is fire. Says no, Iachi Arba Shloshahavu. You said how many Arba Abbas, how many Abbas Nazikin are there? Four. There are four Abbas Nazikin. So it can't be that Mave and Hever is the same one. Or maybe Shor is referring to two of them. I like Shane and Regal. And therefore, that's the two. Iachi lo zev zesh yesh beim ruachayim, esh my ruachayim ispe. Because the next line says after it says lo rei ashor karei hamave, velo rei hamave karei ashor. That there says velo zev zesh yesh beim ruachayim, and neither of these which are alive are like thing. So it can't be referring to esh. But two, my kahareya aish. Secondly, it says, are not like the nature of aish. Either Mishnah is clearly referring to aish later on. So it can't be that mave is aish. So it can't be water because we don't see water called um, ba'al. can't be aish because aish is elsewhere in the Mishnah. So it must be like we learned, either shane or odom. Okay, now we're going to go. So we've mentioned how many how many others there's. You know, there are four. We're now going to bring a brisa which has much longer, and the, obviously the long the, the principles underlying why does the one brisa have well, the first on the list of thirteen and our only list four? What's the nature that the mission is trying to address compared to the other damages that the mission is not trying to address? 
Let's see it inside. Tony Ravoshaya, Shlaish Ezra Abbas Nazikin. They're actually 13 Abbas Nazikin. Shoimer Chinam, Shol Moise Sachova has Seicher. Shoimer Chinam, a paid a guard, a free guard. Uh, some, sorry, someone guarding something for free, someone who borrows, uh, someone who is paid to guard, and someone who rents. Now they're each different. Remember, Shomer uh, Chinam is liable only for negligence. Soicher, uh, a renter, it's not so clear some, we, what exactly is liable for, but some learn the same as me. Shomer, a shoil is liable for everything. And a Noisei Sochor is liable for all except Oines. So he is liable for Gnev and Aved if it gets stolen or lost. Um, and they're all written in the Torah, so they're all Abbas. Yeah, and they cons- so so Neze, and so that's the first one. Neze Tzaripu Shevesu Boishes. The five things that a person's liable for when he causes injury. And the four of our Mishnah. So that's 13. Hotlay, so we have 13. Why did Altana leave them out? Why didn't Altana teach 13? It makes a lot of sense according to Shmuel because we're dealing with where his property damages, not where he himself damages. Interestingly enough, the Torah views the Shoimer, the Dalit Shoimrim. Shal, Shoimer, Chinam, Shal, Noisei, Socher, and Soicher, as if the person damages because he's responsible for them. So, but again, Altan is only dealing with where your property damages, not where you yourself cause the damage. Oh, El El Rav listening, but then according to Rav, it should be taught, because Rav, remember, Rav does include Adam. It says, Tana Adam will mili the Adam. When it says Adam, it's saying all types of damages that Adam does. So these are included. Oh, Rebbe Shoy Nami Hotani Lai Adam. But according to Rebbe Oshaya, why does he, doesn't it teach two types, doesn't it? Yeah, you're teaching two types of Adam. So he says, yeah, try Gavna Adam, Tano Adam, Ta'azik Adam, Tano Adam, Ta'azik Shor. It wants to teach a person who damages another person or a person that damages property. Oh, Well, then by Shor, we should each also teach two types. Shor, Teach Shor that damages Shor and Shor that damages Adam. They're two different ones. If you look at the at the Mashit, you can see there are two different uh, pages. So hi, my, how can you compare them? Bishleim Adam Dazik Shor Nezekud Mashalim Adam Dazik Adam Mashalim Arbat Varim. When a person damages an animal, he only pays for damages. When a person injures, damages another person, he pays an additional four things. So that makes sense why you want to make a distinction between two types of Adam that damages because the payments are different. Ella shor mali shor da azik shor mali shor da azik adam. I div adi nezekudum shalem. Makes no difference whether a shor injures a person or a shor damages an animal. It's going to be the same payment of nezek, so therefore it doesn't need to teach them twice. 
But wait, the Dalit Shoimrim are a person damaging property. Again, as we said, you still have the question, is he really damaging it? But yes, we view it as if he's damaging it. And Yeah. Um, I'll just say Rashi, I should have mentioned it earlier, but Rashi says, why are you hired for the Dalit Shomrim? Since you didn't watch it as well as you should have, that's why it's considered you damaged it. And this goes back to what I mentioned, why are you liable when your property damages or when something gets damaged or when you damage something? You should have been more careful. You didn't guard it appropriately. So, so too, when you have a, someone pays you to watch something and you let it get stolen, you're not watching it appropriately. Therefore, it's as, it's as if you did the damage. Okay, but either way, we see that the, it does teach Mave and it teaches the Dalit Shomrim. So, how can you say that Mave is all of them? So, Tani Hezeket Abiyotayim Vuktani Hezeket Vimela. Yeah, it wants to teach Hezek that the person does Abiyotayim actively. And Hezek, that happens. Again, the Dalit Shomrim, the owner's not, the person's not actively damaging them. He's almost allowing them to get damaged. And unlike Odom Amazek, where the person goes and damages property. Okay, now, let's just read Rebbe Chia. That's what's going to be tomorrow. Um, actually, no, let's leave Rebbe Chia for tomorrow. Rebbe Chia's going to come along and say, actually, they're 24 hours Nazikin. Remember, we've said Almisha said they're four, Rebbe Shaya said they're 13, and we're going to see tomorrow, Rebbe Chia says they are 14.